With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. All that noise. Holy big baby. Shit. Recorded live. Hey, big baby. Hey, big baby. All right, all right, all right, all right, all right. I'll get you some water. Calm down, calm down, calm down. I'm trying to get you some water. All right, anybody on? Okay, I don't know if anybody did the list, so I'll finish up the list. Um, sick and studying, you know, I'm to go fish, 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 Congregation of churches. Thank you, Holy Spirit. All right, all right. Come on. Come on. There you go. There you go. All right. All right. Congregation, churches, run to go sit, to go sit, to go sit, to go sit, to go saga. Run to go sit, to go sit, to go sit, to go sit, to go saga. Run to go sit, to go sit, to go sit, to go sit, to go saga. Sakara. Abuse and addiction. Run to go sit, to go sit, to go sit, to go sit, to go saga. I'm giving you the more. Run to go sit, to go sit, to go sit, to go sit, to go saga. Hundred <laughs> Rando Grand Rashidu de Gosadaka. From Brusca to Gosish to Gosish to Gosaga, Rashadaga, Sakara, pressure diminishing the family, sick and shattering, deceased in hospitals, abuse and addiction. Sick and shattering, deceased in hospitals, abuse and addictions. Randaka, Sakara. Okay. Sick and shut in, deceased in hospice, abuse and addiction, prisoners and missionaries, congregations and churches, 
pressure to listen to unsafe run run to go sushi to go sushi go sushi go sushi run to go sushi to go sushi go sushi go sushi go and walking in the realm of the supernatural horse go sushi go sushi go sushi go sushi go sushi Go for that gifts and the fruits, peace of past all understanding. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding, run the digger, shit, go sit, go sit, go sit, run the good, run the good, sakara. Grace, mercy, and favor, run the good, digger, shit, shit, go sit, go sit, run the good, run the good, sit, go sit, sakara. Grace, mercy, and favor, peace of past all understanding, go for that gifts and fruits. Knowledge, wisdom, understanding, run the good, run the good, sit, go sit, go sit, sakara. Discernment. Push to go sakara. Health, healing, restoration, rendering Walking in the realm of supernat discernment, now financial breakthroughs and turnarounds, run around the Gosishi, the Gosishi, the Sishi, the Saga, run around the Gosishi, the Sishi, the Saga, Sakara. Supernatural superhuman strength, run around the Gosishi, the Gosishi, the Sishi, the Saga, run around the Gosishi, the Gosishi, the Sishi, the Saga, Sakara. Health, healing, restoration, run around the Gosishi, the Sishi, the Saga. Run run the Gosaga, Sakara. My neighbor down the street, run run the Gosishi, Gosishi, Gosaga, Sakara. Lisa Student, run run the Gosishi, Gosishi, Gosaga, Sakara. And. And I think that's about it. Supernatural superhuman strength, grace, mercy, and faith. Now I was understanding. Help to the rest. Okay, that's it. From synopsis text, and how to do it.
Anybody on the line? Anybody on the line? Anybody on the line? Anybody on the line?
That was quite sexy. Yeah. You say what? Yeah, I'm here. Can you hear me? That's it. That was quite sexy. No. Oh, thank you. I'm glad you enjoyed it for your for your listening pleasure. Yeah, it was enjoyable. Okay. Mhm. Well, go ahead and pray so I can get started. Dear Father, right now we just come and thank you for waking us up this morning, Charles and Lord, Father God, leaving us with the functionality of our lunch, Father. We ask that you would keep us um, and guide us, Father God, and teach us with all understanding and truth. We ask that the reading be sufficient as well as a blessing to our mind as well as our spirit, Father God, and allow us to grow and have some type of exponential way of challenging ourselves as well as the growth, Father God. We ask you to be in the prayer, amen. Okay. Okay. We should be careful not to confuse intuition with emotion. In their zeal, emotional Christians may display many phenomena similar to those of spiritual Christians but the origin of these phenomena cannot be traced to intuition. Likewise, in discernment, rational Christians may act in many ways like those who are spiritual. Yet, once again, no revelation and intuition is involved. As emotional believers are solical, so are the rational. The spirit possesses a zeal which surpasses the emotional kind. The spiritual are justified in the spirit, 1 Timothy 3 and 16 not approved by the affections or reasons of the flesh. Should we drop from the exalted position of the spirit into following the feeling and reasoning of the flesh, we should lose ground instantly and shall retreat, like Abraham of old, into the visible and tangible Egypt for help. The spirit and the soul move independently. As long as the spirit is not yet ascended to hold the sway over the total man, the soul should never cease to strive against it. When a person's spirit has been quickened and subsequently strengthened by the power and discipline of the Holy Spirit, his soul seeds its usurped place and returns to submission. Increasingly, the soul becomes a spirit servant. Similarly, the body, once subdued, becomes a soul servant. Hmm. The spirit receives revelation of God in its faculty of intuition while the soul and the body unitedly execute the will of the spirit. There is no end to such progress. Some of the Lord's people may have more to deny than others, for their spirit is not as pure because they have been far too long saturated with mental knowledge and affections. Many are so full of prejudice that they do not enjoy an open spirit to accept God's truth. What they need are those requisite gifts. <laughs> those requisite dealings which can free their intuition to receive everything from God. We need to appreciate how fundamental is the difference between spiritual and solical experiences. Spiritual experience is so designated because it begins with God and is known in our spirit. Solical experience arises from the man himself and does not emerge through the spirit. It is therefore quite possible 
for an unregenerated man to know fully the Bible, to grasp accurately and expertly the essential doctrines of Christianity, to apply zealously all his talents to service, and to sway his audience with wonderful eloquence, and yet remain in the realm of the soul without so much as having crossed over one step. His spirit is dead as ever. People should never enter the kingdom of God through our encouragement, persuasion, argument, inducement, excitement, or attraction. Entrance can be gained only by new birth, by nothing less than the resurrection of the spirit. The new life which invades us every generation brings with it many inherent abilities, not the least of which is the intuitive power of knowing God. Does it hence mean that man's mind or brain is totally useless? Of course not. It obviously has its part to play. But we need to remember that intellect is of secondary, not of primary importance. We do not sense God and the realities of God by intellect, else eternal life will be meaningless. This eternal life, a new life, is the spirit mentioned in John 3. We apprehend God through this newly obtained eternal life of spirit. The mind's role is to explain to our outward man what we know in our spirit in addition to form it into words for others to understand. Paul stresses most emphatically in his letters that the gospel he preaches does not originate with man. It is not acquired wholesale from one man's mind and retailed to the mind of others, but is discovered through revelation. Mm. Jesus, Father God, Father God, Mm, deep, 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 deep. Yada the kumbos kiri the kandrana the gude dekada. Thank you, Father God. Whoo, Lord, yes. Whoo, wow. Mm. Paul stresses most emphatically in his letters that the gospel he preaches does not originate with man. It is not acquired wholesale from one man's mind and retailed to the mind of others but is discovered through revelation. Although a believing man may have the best of minds, his teaching is nevertheless not to be derived from his thinking, whether sudden or progressive. His mind merely cooperates with his spirit in communicating to others the revelation his intuition has received. The brain is but the transmitter, not the receiving, mechanism of spiritual knowledge. God communes with us entirely in the spirit. Saved by his intuition, there is no way of knowing God. In his spirit, man soars into the eternal, unseen realm of God. Intuition may be characterized as the brain of the inner sanctuary. When we say man's spirit is dead, we are indicating that his intuition is insensitive to God and his realities. When we say the spirit controls the whole man, we mean the various parts of the soul and all members of the body adhere closely to God's intuitively known will. We wish to underscore our point that regeneration is totally indispensable. Man's solical faculties cannot perceive God. Nothing else can be a substitute for intuition. 
Except a man receives a new life from God and has his intuition resurrected, he is eternally separated from God. How fundamental new birth is, is not just a term, nor is it purely a moral alteration, but the life of God actually enters our spirit and quickens his intuition. How that utterly impossible for man to please they are simply the operations of the soul. His intuition is dead to God. Equally impossible is it for man to beget himself anew, because there is nothing in him which can produce new life. Oh, Jesus. Unless God generates him, he is not able to beget himself. All worthless in the work of God is man's understandings of teachings, for the work must be done by God. What then can man do other than deliver himself into the hands of God for him to work? His spirit should remain forever dead unless he confesses that everything pertaining to man is useless and unless he stands in the place of death with the Lord Jesus and accepts his life. Man's way cannot envision acceptance of the Lord Jesus as Savior and a quickening of his spirit's intuition, but insists on substituting his mind for intuition. He thinks and cogitates until he creates many philosophies, ethics, or religions. But what is God's pronouncement? As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Isaiah 55 and 9. However intensively man may contemplate, his thoughts are earthly and not heavenly. After regeneration, God enables our intuition to know his thought and to apprehend his ways so that we may follow him. Yet, how forgetful believers are. We forget what we learned in regeneration. Countless of those saints who daily walk by their head and heart. In service, we still attempt to move people's minds, emotions, and will by our intellect, zeal, and effort. God desires to teach us the fact that in service, the soul, ours, and everyone else is void of any spiritual value or work. He actually allows us to be defeated in spiritual work and to become despondent, cold, and fruitless. Mm. Wow. Wow. Wow, shut it up, go say that day. Mm, Shadan Ross, get it to go back out. Wow. Mm, shut it up, mm. Who should get it to go back? Get it to go say that day, follow the Hydro, did it to go Sadaka. Wow. He actually allows us to be defeated in spiritual work and to become despondent, cold, and fruitless in order that he may destroy our natural life with his wisdom, fervor, and ability. <clears throat> Such a lesson as this cannot be learned in one or two days. Ooh, Father God. God must instruct us throughout our lifetime in order to make us realize that apart from following the Spirit's intuition, everything else is vain. Now comes the crisis. Which will we follow when intuition and soul clash in their opinion? This will determine who is to rule over our life and which way we should go. Our outer man and our inner man, the man of flesh and the man of the spirit, are struggling for supremacy. In the early days of our Christian walk, our spirit fought with the lust of our flesh. Today is a battle between our spirit and our soul. Formerly, the engagement was over the issue of sin. Presently, it's not a matter of good and evil, but of natural good versus God. We contended for the quality of things before, but now we're concerned with the source of things. 
It is a conflict of the inward against the outward man, a war between God's will and man's good intention. To learn how to walk after the spirit is a lifetime occupation for the new man. If one wholly follows the spirit, he should overcome the man of the flesh completely. Through the strengthening by the Holy Spirit of the spirit in the new man, the believer should be able to destroy totally his mining of the flesh so as to mind the things of the spirit. This is life and peace. Wow. Mm. Mm. We should be careful not to confuse intuition with emotion. Right there, we're going to start this. We're going to start it off right now. Intuition with emotion. So now, coming back to the things we've been learning that they're similar but different. Intuition means coming from my spirit. Emotion means coming from my soul. So now this is the process that the Holy Spirit will begin to teach you so that you understand what is the difference between... See, the sources are very important because, see, you'll be running off of what you think and feel, et cetera, et cetera, et cetera, and it's emotional. It's out of your soul. You So God has to train you. God has to break you to retrain you because you're so familiar and locked into the strength of your soul, which is your mind and your will and your emotions, how you think, how you feel, what's your opinion, what somebody said, what you read, all of that's in your soul. And we must learn um, to be led by our spirit and then uh, let our spirit overcome our soul. So we should be careful not to confuse intuition with emotion. In their zeal, emotional Christians may display many phenomena similar to those of spiritual Christians, but the origin of these phenomena cannot be traced to intuition. Likewise, in discernment, rational Christians may act in many ways like those who are spiritual. Yet, once again, no revelation and intuition is involved. As emotional believers are solical, so are the rational. The spirit possesses a zeal which surpasses the emotional kind. The spiritual are justified in the spirit, 1 Timothy 3 and 16, not approved by the affections of the reasons of the flesh. Should we drop from the exalted position of the spirit into following the feeling and reasoning of the flesh, we should lose ground instantly and shall retreat like Abraham of old into the visible and tangible Egypt for help. The spirit and the soul move independently. The spirit and the soul move independently. As long as the spirit has not yet ascended the whole sway over the total man, the soul shall never cease to strive against it. <clears throat> Rational, zeal, but then he says there's a zeal of the spirit which surpasses that of the soul. I'm going to read that part to you again. The spirit possesses zeal which surpasses that, the emotional kind. The spiritual are justified in the spirit. 1 Timothy 3 and 16. Not approved by the affections of reason of the flesh. In other words, when it's coming from my spirit, it's not approved by the flesh. A lot of times it's going to be a conflict. majority of the times it's going to be a conflict. 
you know, because your spirit going to tell you, that, yeah, I don't want to do it. Yeah, and, and, that, that, and see, a lot of that's internal, so now we've got to begin to recognize the war that goes on inside of us. You're not totally crazy. Some of you are a little touch, but you're not totally crazy. So, again, once you begin to get an understanding of the three natures that are within you, then that will help you how to govern your life. When a person's spirit has been quickened and subsequently strengthened by the power and discipline of the Holy Spirit, right there. When a person's spirit has been quickened, first step of salvation, that's what it means. When that spirit has been quickened, you say yes to God. Now you accepted Jesus as your Savior. Bam, your spirit is quickened and has now become alive. That's the first step. Person's spirit has been quickened and subsequently strengthened by the power and discipline. Ooh, that one word right there, discipline. We just want it. We want it the way we want it, how we want it, when we want it, you know. But discipline, getting on the phone every day, doing the work that God called us to do, doing the way ain't nobody looking, doing it because he called you to do it, getting up at 3 o'clock in the morning because he gets you out of the bed, being nice to somebody, smiling to somebody when they're getting on your nerves, discipline, reading your Bible, studying the Word, Discipline, applying the word, discipline. See, that, that's work. And see, discipline means you do it continuously, often, all continuously, continuously, over and over and over again. Discipline, you don't do it one day and then not do it for another week or so. You constantly, consistently, consistently, bam, bam, bam. It becomes a ritual. It becomes bam, bam, because you know you got to do it. I remember my karate instructor. He's, you know, when you said it was training, I don't know how he is not because he got a little older. But anyway, because of his training, if he didn't do a certain amount of push-ups every day, his body would just, just tweak because his body was now conditioned to so many push-ups. So now what am I saying? That you can condition your spirit. So now you've got to read the Word. You've got to feel yourself. You've got to put something inside of you because now you've become conditioned. So this is what God's trying to get you to. He's, he's got to discipline you, but it's got to start over. Consistent, consistent. Doing it. I don't want to, but do it anyway. I don't want to, but do it anyway. I need to do it. I need to do it. You do it, you read it, you study, you apply. You just consistently do it. So when the person's spirit has been quickened and subsequently strengthened by the power and discipline of the Holy Spirit, his soul seeds its usurped place and returns to submission. What does he mean his soul sees his usurped place? The proper order that God intended this to be was our spirit to reign over our soul, to reign over our body. But because of the fall, then our spirit became dead, and the soul is the one that's governing us. So, in other words, well, I'm going to start off an unsaved person. This person is not connected to God, so then, of course, he's not in proper order. Then you have a saved person. Whose flesh is leading them? The common Christians. So they're not in proper order. So this has to be learned and applied. And again, it takes discipline. Doing it, doing it, doing it, doing it. So when you continue to do this over a period of time, because it's going to take a while. It's going to take a while. So over a period of time, then your spirit will begin to gain strength. 
Remember the example I talked about, your spirit is at 10% and your soul is at 50%. Well, as you keep feeding your spirit, your spirit now goes to 20, your soul goes to 60. You keep feeding your spirit, your spirit now goes to 40, your soul goes to 55. You keep feeding, your spirit now goes to 50, your soul is at 50. Now you need about dead even. Keep feeding your spirit. Your spirit goes to 70, your soul goes to 30. You keep, see, you've got to keep feeding. That's where that discipline comes in. It's consistency, consistently putting it in. You see, you've got to give your spirit something to eat. You've got to feed your spirit. Just like you yourself, if you don't feed your body, what's going to happen? If you don't feed your body, what's going to happen? So it's the same thing with your spirit. You've got to feed your spirit, and by consistently feeding your spirit the things that it needs, it will grow. Increasing the soul becomes the spirit served. I'm going to read that. When a person's spirit has been quickened and subsequently strengthened by the power and discipline of the Holy Spirit, his soul sees its usurped place and returns to submission. Increasingly, the soul becomes a spirit servant. Mm. The soul becomes a spirit servant. Similarly, the body wants to do becomes the soul servant. So now as we're getting things in proper order, the spirit's taking over and the soul submits and says, okay, you're my boss. And the soul is taking over the body and saying, the body submits, okay, you're my boss. Now you're walking in the divine order that God intended you to walk. The spirit receives revelation of God in its faculty of intuition, while the soul and the body unitedly execute the will of the spirit. So the spirit receives revelation of God in its faculty of intuition. Now, communion in the communion aspect where the Holy Spirit resides our spirit and the Holy Spirit receive, bam. Then it downloads it intuitively into our knower with our intuition, bam. So then that downloads it into our mind, the solical mind. But that intuitive is the revelation that you get from God. And then you get the understanding in the mind. The spirit receives revelation of God in his faculty of intuition while the soul and the body unitedly execute the will and the spirit. There is no end to such progress. Some of the Lord's people may have more to deny than others, but their spirit is not as pure because they have been far too long saturated with mental knowledge and affection. Many are so full of prejudice that they do not enjoy an open spirit to accept God's truth. Hmm. What they need are those those requisite dealings which can free their intuition and receive everything from God. And now I'm pretty... You know, I, I, I don't have a dictionary in front of me, but I can pretty much sure say those records of dealings would be the trials and tribulations that we go through, those hardships, those things where we're struggling. And then what do we do? We go, we seek God out. We gravitate to his word. We, 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 we got to, because we're looking for help. We're drowning. We're looking for help. Those records of dealings. We need to appreciate how fundamental is the difference between spiritual and solical experiences. Spiritual experience is so designated because it begins with God and is known in our spirit. Okay. Spiritual experience is so designated 
Because it begins with God and is known in our spirit. That's the spirit. Start for God. Start for God. Start in your knowing, your intuition, and your revelation. That's where it originates from. Solical experience arises from the man himself and does not emerge through the spirit. It is therefore quite possible for an unregenerated man to know fully the Bible, to grasp accurately and expertly the essential doctrines of Christianity, to apply zealously all his talents to service, and to sway his audience with wonderful eloquence, and yet remain within the realm of the soul without so much as having crossed over one step. His spirit is dead as ever. People should never enter the kingdom of God through our encouragement, persuasion, argument, inducement, excitement, or attraction. Interest can be gained only by new birth, by nothing less than the resurrection of the spirit. The new life which invades us at regeneration brings with it many inherent abilities, not the least of which is the intuitive power of knowing God. Hmm. So all those things that man can do with his talents, his skill, even in the even in the God arena, reading the Bible, speaking, talking about the Bible. But the thing is, if you never spirit is not regenerated, you don't know God. You're not connected to God. So you're only walking in your solar realm. You're walking in your reason, in your mind, in your understanding. But you're not walking in your spirit. You're not connected to God as he's ordained you to be connected. Does it hence mean that man's mind or brain is totally useless? Of course not. It obviously has its part to play. But we need to remember that intellect is of secondary, not of primary importance. Wow. All those degrees, those things we study in, even the stuff we're reading out of this book. Intellect, a mind, is a secondary importance. I mean, again, you got to retrain yourself. This is not going to come natural. Let me, even in what I just said, let me stop and correct that. You've got to allow the Holy Spirit to train you. See, see, it's all of it's a God thing. It starts from the Spirit. So the Holy Spirit has to teach you the things about God. That's his job. That's his job. So you've got to allow him to train you about spiritual matters. It obviously has its part to play, but we need to remember that intellect is of secondary, not of primary importance. We do not fear to God and the realities of God by our intellect, else eternal life will be meaningless. This eternal life or new life is the spirit mentioned in John 3. We apprehend God through this newly obtained eternal life of spirit. The mind's role is to explain to our outward man what we know in our spirit and additionally to form it into words for others to understand. That, 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 that's powerful right there. Let me read that part again. The mind's role is to explain to our outward man what we know in our spirit. So, again, since we're in the computers and all about down. Spirit will download it to your mind so you get an understanding. 
Now, the key about that, that might not happen automatically. How many of you all have walked and done something because you did? See, that's where faith comes in. Because, well, I know I need to do this. I know I need to do that. I, this way. And, but I was saying, you know, um, well, okay. Because there's a struggle. See, that's walking by faith. Because you're connected and God is leading you, but then you don't totally understand it yourself. That's walking by faith. And God's got to grow you up in that thing. See, we all want to have this great faith and do all these great exploits, but we don't want to be trained by the Holy Spirit. Ain't going to happen. You're incapable. You're incapable. You're incapable of doing calculus until you can do basic math. If you can't do 2 plus 2 is 4, you will never be able to do, uh, I ain't done calculus in so long, call me on that one. But Trina, why is x squared equals z squared? Okay, there you go. Close enough. See, you've got to get the basics. And again, the Holy Spirit will teach. He's not trying to keep you from having any of this, from learning any of this. But you have to learn it his way. Now, see, that's what the king is. You got to do it his way because if not, then it's just you doing it and it doesn't work. That's why people end up stuck and repeating the class over and over and over again because they're trying to grasp, they're trying to get, they're trying to get some understanding about God before they take the next step. And a lot of times God has said, no, you take the next step, then I'll give you the understanding. Ooh, that one's powerful there. See, again, a walk of faith. You got to get to the point that you trust God. That when he tells you to take the next step, even though you don't understand it, or you might not even see it, and say, okay, God, what is it? And you start walking. Again, but he's got to train you to get to that level. We do not sense God and the reality of God by our intellect, else eternal life will be meaningless. This eternal life or new life is the spirit mentioned in John 3. We apprehend God through this newly obtained eternal life of spirit. The mind's role is to explain to our outward man what we know in our spirit and additionally form it into words for others to understand. Paul stresses most emphatically in his letters that the gospel he preaches did not originate with man. I, I had to stop on that one right there. Because that, 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 mm, mm, the gospel he preaches does not originate with man. You know why it hit me so deep? Because I tell y'all every Sunday, I got no idea what I'm going to say. Got no idea where it's coming from. And I've gotten actually more and more comfortable with the process. (sighs) Yeah, it just, it just, that just hit me deep down. You know, we're supposed to do this at 10 o'clock. 9.30, 9.30, okay, Lord, where are we going today? But he's training me more and more and more how to get into his word. And then, and then the last Sunday, man, please, I just I opened the Bible and went back about six more passages and started from there. And as I was even speaking it, he started getting me revelation. I was like, wow. See, that's God. That's God, and I tell you all the time, this was not on my agenda of what I wanted to do. So, you know, this ain't nothing but God. But praise God. I, even the day when I, I, 
I was coming from the building, and I just had to give him some praise again because I like he just constantly working stuff out. I got to stop and just say thank you, Lord. Again, just walking by faith and trusting him. Paul stresses most emphatically in his letter that the gospel he preaches does not originate with man. It is not acquired wholesale from one man's mind and retailed to the mind of others, but is discovered through revelation. Although a believing man may have the best of minds, his teaching is nevertheless not to be derived from his thinking, whether sudden or progressive. His mind merely cooperates with his spirit in communicating to others the revelation his intuition has received. The brain is but the transmitting, not the receiving mechanism of the spiritual knowledge. Wow. The brain is the transmitting, not the receiving. Again, the brain is the transmitting. It's transmitting what it has received from the spirit. So in a sense, you've got two minds. You got a spiritual mind, you got a solical mind. See how see how much of this stuff is people of the world will say you're crazy, it don't make sense, and uh oh, you mean I got two minds. I don't see two heads me. See again, you got to be retrained. You got to be retrained. Well, if you're hearing different voices, I'm gonna give you a drug, and after that, you're gonna have uh, have uh, have bowel movements and gas, and this. So you ain't supposed to hear these different voices. That ain't what the Bible's telling me. Well, I'm gonna give you a drug for this now. By the time I give you this one drug, and it causes all these other problems, I'm gonna have to give you another drug. Cause see, you try you're trying to drown out the noise. You know, when you're really going to start hearing noises when your spirit starts growing because then God's going to begin to really reveal to you a lot of stuff that's going on. And you can't drown that out with some chemicals, people. you got to build your spirit, man, up to it puts things in proper order. You're trying to drown out the noise. God is trying to say you need to take dominion. Oh, shut up, all that noise. You're trying to run up from those things, run away from those things. God tell you, I need you to confront and put it in proper order. See, see, that's what God is growing you up, and we're trying to placate and run from it. And baby, God says, no, says, the kingdom of heaven is provided and the Bible takes it by force. So when are you going to take control? When are you going to take control? Or are you just going to let life keep pushing you around? But, uh, see, this is what happened, and then I was going to, and then, you know what, uh-huh. And that's when I just go, okay, uh-huh, and go next. Because you're not really ready to deal with things. You're just playing. You're just playing your little game, and you're really fooling yourself. You might not even be fooling yourself, but you're making choices to stay where you're at. And I just look at you. I see it. And I just go, okay. Because, see, I can't make you do it. What did we just say? It's discipline. It's work. I can't make you do the work. It's not my job. Not my problem. Not my monkey. Not my circus. God, communion, where am I at? 
Okay. God communes with us in child and spirit. Saved by his intuition, there is no way of knowing God. In his spirit, man soars into the eternal, unseen realms of God. Intuition may be characterized as the brain of the inner sanctuary. When we say man's spirit is dead, we're indicating his intuition is insensitive to God and his reality. When we say the spirit controls the whole man, we mean the various parts of the soul and all members of the body adheres closely to God's intuitively known will. We wish to underscore our point that regeneration is totally indispensable. Man's solical faculties cannot perceive God. Nothing else can be a substitute for intuition. Except the man receives a new life from God and has his intuition resurrected, he is eternally separated from God. Mm. How fundamental new birth is is not just a term, nor is a purely moral alteration, but the life of God actually enters our spirit and quickens his intuition. Mm. Eternal life. We can't start the process with God without it. We can't start this whole God journey without the first step, which is acceptance of Jesus. And Christianity is the only religion that has that. Everybody else is doing all the different things to communicate and get to know God, but they're doing it through their soul. Now, we're gonna, I'm going to touch base on this. What's going on here? Their spirits are dead to God, but they're alive to the spirit of the world. So Satan's leading them all these, all these spiritual experiences, but what do we say the spiritual experience from his point of view is different from spiritual experiences of God's point of view? So again, until you accept Jesus as your Savior, you're basically being led by the prince of the power of the air. How fundamental new birth is. It is not just a term, nor is it purely a moral alteration, but the life of God actually enters our spirit and quickens his intuition. How utterly impossible for man to please God with his good deeds. That's simply the operations of the soul. His intuition is dead to God. Equally impossible is it for man to begin himself anew because there is nothing in him which can produce new life. Ooh, 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 ooh. Ooh, there is nothing in you which can produce new life. Ooh, shout out God, God, I thought they did. Father God, mm, mm. Nothing in you that can produce new life. So that means new life, regeneration. All those things come from the Spirit of God. Those things that we confess come from the Spirit of God. Apart from God, apart from being connected to him, you don't have access to any of this. Again, see how contrary it is to the ways of the world and the new age and all that other stuff. Satan has people led on so much deception, it's just amazing. But again, because people are honestly looking for something. So what does he do? He gives them deception. And deception is a lie mixed with the truth. And they choose to be led. But if they're truly looking for truth, trust and believe. If they're truly looking for truth, and if we stand the gap and pray on behalf of people, it will bring them to a point somewhere along the way, you know what, something ain't quite right. You ain't got to beat the word inside. You need to pray for them. You need to drop seeds. You don't need to beat them across the head with the word because if anything else, it's going to make them go the opposite way. And then as you pray and as you intercede on their behalf, God will work on them. God will work on them. 
How utterly impossible for man to please God with his good deeds. They are simply the operations of the soul. His intuition is dead to God. Equally impossible is it for man to begin himself anew, because there is nothing in him which can produce new life. Unless God generates him, he is not able to beget himself. Also worthless is the work of God and man's understanding of teachings. Mm. For the work must be done by God. Who? Come on now. Also worthless in the work of God is man's understanding of teachings. For the work must be done by God. What then can man do other than deliver himself into the hands of God for him to work? We're trying to understand God from us. We got to understand God from what he reveals to us. And we need to know that there's a difference. What then can man do other than deliver himself into the hands of God for him to work? His spirit shall remain forever dead unless he confesses that everything pertaining to man is useless and unless he stands in the place of death with the Lord Jesus and accepts his life. The crucifixion of the cross. We got to crucify ourselves daily. <laughs> Honestly, I'm going to say even more than daily. So this ain't, it, it, this ain't no joke, people. It's trying. But God. Man's way cannot envision acceptance of the Lord Jesus as Savior and a quickening of the Spirit's intuition, but insists on substituting his mind for intuition. He thinks and cogitates until he creates many philosophies, ethics, or religions. But what is God's pronouncement? As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts, Isaiah 55 and 9. However intensively man may contemplate, his thoughts are earthly and not heavenly. After regeneration, God enables our intuition to know his thoughts and to apprehend his way so we may follow him. Wow. I'm going to read that again. Man's way cannot envision the acceptance of the Lord Jesus as Savior and the equipment of his spirit's intuition, but insists on substituting his mind for intuition. He thinks and cogitates until he creates many philosophies, ethics, or religions. But what is God's pronouncement? As the heavens are higher than the earth, so are my ways higher than your ways, and my thoughts than your thoughts. Mm. We don't understand, we can't understand. Even once we do get to the other side, he is, baby, we're so finite, it's ridiculous. Like you said, we're specks of dust. After a generation, God enables our intuition to know his thoughts and apprehend his way so we may follow him. So we can't even know the way of God until our intuition is activated. Our intuition is not activated until we say yes to Jesus. That's like your starter kit. That's your starter kit. Like you're trying to join the sorority fraternity. Not until they say yes, that they're going to let you in. Then you got to go through the process. It's your starter kit. So you can't get to know God until you said yes to God, to Jesus. And, that I, and then you've got to learn how to do it his way. After a generation, God enables our intuition to know his thought and to apprehend his way so we may follow him. Yet, how forgetful believers are. We forget what we learned in regeneration. 
Countless of those saints who daily walk by their head and heart. In service, we still attempt to move people's minds, emotion, and will by intellect, zeal, and effort. Mm. We still want to move people's mind, will, and emotion by our zeal and by effort. We want to impress people. We want to show them what we got. Let me tell you what I learned. Man, you don't know what you're talking about. Let me show you what's in there. That's all soulful. Pride. That's not how God intended for this thing to work. Calling those things who daily walk by their head and heart. And service, we still attempt to move people's mind, emotion, and will by intellect, zeal, and effort. God desires to teach us the fact that in service, the soul, our and everyone else is void of any spiritual value or worth. Mm. God desires to teach us the fact that in service, that means in what we do for him, in service, the soul, ours, and everyone else is void of any spiritual value or worth. What we do for him does not need to come out, originate from our soul. It needs to originate from my spirit. Now, yeah, this one here is about to just, you know. Mm. God desires to the fact that in the service, our, the soul, ours, and everyone else is void of any spiritual value or work. He actually allows us to be defeated in spiritual work and to become despondent, cold, and fruitless in order that he may destroy our natural life with his wisdom, fervor, and ability. Man, you tell some Christians that day, you'd be like, no, you're talking crazy. That ain't God. That's not the character of God. God going, okay. But you mean God's going to allow me to lose this and to lose that? And that ain't God. Okay. God needs you to be broken of yourself. He needs you to be broken of the way that you want to do things. You got to have control over everything. So the only way that I can break you of yourself is I got to let you go through. But even in the process of going through, we still be trying to hold on to those things that we, pieces of ourselves, nuggets of ourselves. This is who I am. I'm made this way. I've been, okay. So you got to go back through the fire again. That's why it seems over and over and over again. Until you get more and more you out of way. So what is it saying is worth that you must decrease and he must increase. But we don't easily just give up of ourselves. We don't easily give up of ourselves. Because it's us. He actually allows us to be defeated in a spiritual work and to become despondent, cold and fruitless in order he may destroy our natural life with his wisdom, fervent ability. Such a lesson as this cannot be learned in one or two days. God must instruct us throughout our lifetime in order to make us realize that apart from following the Spirit's intuition, everything else is vain. Hold on a second. Yeah, what's up, Mitch? Oh, where's he at? In the front? Okay, tell him I'm coming around. I'm coming around again. All right, thanks. Okay. 
All right, I got on. Well, I got the inspector here, so I'll be back. Y'all can go on mute. I'll be back.
Hello? Hello? How are you? He's on mute. Good morning. Good morning, everybody. Good morning, Father. How are you? I'm sorry, y'all. Um, the inspector is there. Sam is on mute. I just interjected without saying anything. Well, good morning to everybody. Hello?
All right, I'm back. I don't know if anybody's on or not. All I'm still here. I'm Sam. Samuel. No, I'm just
Yellow. Yes. How are you, dear? I'm good. That's good. Uh, let me go ahead and start praying for you. You know, in other words, let me pray for you so I can get this over with. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> I'm using ain't not mad. You do what? I'm using ain't not mad. <laughs> in the loop. You said who's not mad? Um, is ain't. Oh, I'm is ain't not. Oh, okay. <laughs> Look, all of me. Okay, I got you. I understand. Oh, all right, let me start with the crew. Let me start with the children. Ram Rani to go to go shed and run to go to go some bosket at the gun, run to go to the shed at the combosket at the grand run to go to go session or crown run to go session or run the car. Grand go to the grand go to the car to go to the shed at the combotted gas and run to go session or grand go to the car. Run to go to the grand go to the shed at the combosket at the gun, run to go session or combosket at the gun. Grand go to the grand go city for 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 for a shady little goat, she runs the goat, she runs for a shady little she runs the goat, 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 and it does. Rushkilkosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikosilikos
Ah, Father God, continue to move in his life. You got to go sit, go sit, go sit, go Continue to move in his spirit. You got to go go sit, go sit, Continue to bless him. You got to anoint and keep him. Both the go sit, go sit, and Carlos, and your brother Kenny, your God, I know it's time for change. It's time for change. It's time for change. I'm going to instruct him how to move. Holy Spirit, hold his hand as you begin to manifest in his life. Let your word increase. Let your anointing increase as he begins to become aware of you in ways that he has not yet before done. But it's time for change. God is maneuvering and guiding him into the tribulations, situations, circumstances to get his attention and to keep his attention. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Hello. It's NASA. Oh, what's up, NASA? <sighs> Not too much. Just leaving the neurologist. Okay. For your daughter, for you, or what? For me. Okay. Yeah. Everything, everything all right? Um, he ordered... Um, MRI with a brain contrast, I have been experiencing some symptoms that were concerning me, and I thought, let me go check this out because they were kind of MS-related. So I just wanted to check it out to be as a precaution. Mm -hmm. Um, So that's where I am with it. And he said... um, for so many, he said, it's rare for so many to have it on one side of the family, um, and that warrants him ordering the uh, MRI. Right. That alone, he said, yeah. Okay. Yeah. But I'm not claiming it. I'm not nervous about it. I just uh, know that I need to be seen. Okay. Well, you know? And the devil's. When I tell you that joker will get in your head and try to ruin your life because I had all kind of anxiety and thoughts about it, but then it was, okay, now if you move on to something new and you get diagnosed, then what? Blah, blah. And it's like, no, no, that ain't how God works. That is not how God works. Amen. But I have had some serious anxiety over the last two or three weeks. Mm. Okay. So right now I just I've been really, really seeking God and and uh, 
praying and trusting and having faith despite of what I see in front of me in some situations mm-hmm. and just knowing that God is God. Yep. Okay, well, let me finish praying for Eric, and I'm going to pray for you. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, (laughs) Okay, no problem. No problem. All right, so let's finish praying for your brother, Kenny, who's about to go through changes. So now it's time to pray for you, Risha. So I said that your endurance is going to be increasing because he's expanding your horizons. <laughs> Father God, keep her. Hmm. Keep her as you increase in her, Lord. Keep her as you increase in her, Father. And the more that you increase, the more that she will decrease, Lord. The more that your word enlarges in her life. Hmm. Hmm. The more she will yield and say yes. I got to go back to what I read. It says, Paul stresses most emphatically in his letters that the gospel he preaches does not originate with man. Because that applies to you too. No, you didn't ask for this, but it's what God's calling and pushing you into. And that which you speak, that which you will come from your spirit as you minister to man and to woman as God has ordained for you to do you will flow with the full anointing of God over your life you will flow in the giftings that he has appointed you to walk in you will get a healing, get a go run, get a dish, get a bumbus, get a gandas, get a go run other things, get a that are inside of you. You will speak, you will impart, you will touch, you will minister, you will move as God ordains you to move, and you will be blessed. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. 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 Hey, Miss Erica. Hey, Vanessa. How are you? I'm good, baby. How are you? I'm good. 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 Um, I before saying praise, I'm just gonna comment on one thing that I heard you say. Yeah. And it has been uh, I don't know. It's just it's been very imperative, you know, to me, and for whatever reason. Um, it's something that God continues to, I guess, just put on my spirit to express to yes. us about the way that we speak, because the way that we speak is indicative of how we live our lives, and, you know, it's a definite reflection of what we believe and how yes. we see things, but as the scriptures say, we have to speak those things that are not as though they are. Yes is 
you know, stands out. And then the power of the tongue, those yes. things stand out. And I heard you say that you look to God, you know, despite what you see in some things. Amen. And you have to look to God despite what you see in all things. Jesus, there she go. Yes, that's right. And so the thing is, like I said, the way we speak is really a reflection because a lot of times, and Mark, you know, you may not have heard it yesterday, but uh, when Mark and I encountered this young per this these people a couple of nights ago and ministered to them. The thing that we have to understand is that the though we choose not to tell a lot of things about ourselves, thinking that mm-hmm. we keep them to ourselves, the things that we do do share, the things that we do display tells a story of our life. So yes. you don't have to use very many words. Yeah. And so in an effort you know, your goal is to, you know, draw closer to God and have him, you know, continually, you know, covering and guiding you, we have to look to that transformation, that change that we are all anticipating and desire, and we have to also make that very indicative of our behavior and our speech. Yes. Yes. I agree. I agree, and God is doing some things in my life and uh, some big things. And like you said, sometimes I know I've been hurt and discarded so many times by so-called friends, Erica, that I'm very, very, I keep things very, very close to my chest, if that makes sense. And Mm -hmm. it's like, He's moving people out of my life, and it stings a bit, but it's about his will, you know? And he's revealing people as well. So sometimes when I go through things, I do sometimes feel like I'm going through them by myself. I know he's there, but it's like sometimes I just need a confidant. And sometimes it's hard. I I mean, I open up, but then sometimes it's really hard for me to open up. (laughs) You know, and I would just love for people to be as good of a friend as I am to them, to me. That's what I, I would just love that. And a lot of times that doesn't seem to happen. Mm-hmm. So, someone asked me about, I'm going to say a couple of weeks ago, that I seem to love my church and so on and so on, but if I love my church so much, why do I, what is it that I'm missing that I have to get on the prayer call? Because I'm always talking about the growth and everything, and I said, it's not that I'm missing anything, I said, it's the growth and the camaraderie and the 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 godly people, it's just something that I feel like God brought into my life because he knew I needed it. You know? 
and mm-hmm. it's no disrespect to my current church or anything like that. It's just what I need, and I just, I, I don't know. I don't even know how to describe it. I'm just so, I don't know, Erica, I'm just tired, baby, right about now. <laughs> I don't even, you know, I can't even say pretty words or anything. I yeah. just, I just know God is doing some stuff in my life, and I see it, and and um, I just want to be in His will, and and being in His will means things are going to change. You know, things right. that I'm used to are going to change, but they're going to change right. for right. the better. Right. So, well, I have a couple of statements and a couple of questions. Yeah, the person that asked you this are they a person of faith? They are a person of faith. They are. Okay. And, and uh, go ahead. And and I I I wanted to know that really for personal reasons I can't say more so, but you know to be totally honest, we have to. Oftentimes, those of us that's in even those of us who call ourselves in the body of Christ, we do believe that this is a. I can't say temporary, but this is a moment-to-moment type of thing. We feel that, you know, that we we believe that we can be fueled on whatever our Sabbath is, because I'm mm-hmm. just going to refer to all people mm-hmm. of religion. We A lot of us feel that whatever our Sabbath is, that that is our only day that we should fuel up and believe mm-hmm. that that fueling should carry us throughout the week. But even the scripture tells us how um, steadfast that we have to be. And yes. it's not so much, I mean, the truth of the matter is a lot of churches, and I would like to say probably 95% of them, just to stay on the safe side, that there might be two, three, four, five. Mm-hmm. But the majority of the churches do not feed people the the word of the the living word the true word mm-hmm. of god they're all interested in appeasing people which is right. why they have a lot of numbers there because they're doing things that appease the flesh and they're mm-hmm. not really abiding in the word or aligning themselves up with the word so that we those that are in the congregation to, you know, begin to see the true essence of God. But we also have to understand, and I guess this is a uh, response, you know, for future reference, that this is something you have to live daily. It is. This is a daily thing. This is nothing um, that you do just on Sabbath, on Sunday or Saturday or whatever it is. And this is what keeps you going, Mm -hmm. but again, when God has a calling on your life, that's what you adhere to. That's right. And not so much what man thinks that we have to do, because it just doesn't happen in the church. There's so much work that does not go on in the church, and a hell of a lot more that don't go on outside the church, that just has to be a daily thing. Absolutely. Absolutely. And sometimes there's more hell in the church than it is outside the church, the reason that most people don't go. Right. 
That's exactly right. Oh, you done just touched on something now. Hey, Miss Lisa. So, again, I'm I'm at this place, again, you know, where we have to be adamant about not letting people move our cheese. Yes. 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 I read that book years ago. Yes. 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 You know, so, I mean, you know, that's my kid and caboodle on that. Well, I digress at the moment. But but that's. (laughs) That's the truth. That that's what I needed to hear, you know. And slowly, the people pleasing in me is diminishing, and I'm being, you know, more confident and more filled with God and what it is He's telling me to do. Because I spent most of my life being a people pleaser, mm. and uh, just just can't do it anymore. I just I just can't. I can't. I mean, I can pray for you, but I can't keep pouring into you if you're not, I, I don't know. I don't know. Well, you know, one of the things Sam constantly reminds us on, remind us about, you know, is some plant, some water, God provides the increase. And so yes. when when we can, I guess that helps me regain my focus when oftentimes I think I lose it. Because sometimes we groom ourselves or believe that we can be all things to all people, and we can't. Right. And even in the reading today, you know, Sam talked about how, um, you know, the desire to impress and please people, it sometimes gets the best of us. And yes. that's why God allows us to go in to to have our way because we don't want to give ear to what mm-hmm. He's telling us the whole time. So we He has to allow us, as the reading said, I think, allow us to you know be broken. Yeah, yeah. Because see, it's only when we're broken when we realize that we cannot do it, and we seek to call on God. Because yes. we we know, I'm going to go, you know, okay, I'm going to go, you know, referencing the reading again. We know intuitively that there is a high power. Yes. We know intuitively that all things are possible through Jesus Christ. Yep. But we want to become bullheaded most of the time in our life. We really do, and we believe that we can do everything knowing that we have no power, no authority, no dominion, because we do not walk and operate Uh and live and breathe in the word as God has instructed us to do. Uh Uh-huh. Uh-huh. And so, you know. And they're done that. You're right. You know, and and I understand, but it's a a process about people. We learn day by day, you know, about people that we have acquired very good relationships with mm-hmm. or those we thought we acquired good relationships with. Yes. And so we begin to learn on this journey the the path that we travel by staying in God's word oftentimes become very lonely. Mm-hmm. 
very few are willing to travel this course. Yeah. Yeah. Some yeah. understand. Some just really tolerate it. Some agree, and some don't even want to damn be bothered. No, they don't. They don't. And he is just showing me more and more and more. And uh, <laughs> people are backing off of me more and more. And at one point, I'm like, okay, is it something I'm doing wrong? And it's like, no, they don't want to hear what you have to say. I told a good friend almost two and a half weeks ago to pray. I, it was laid on my heart. I called her. I said, pray. She's like, oh, girl, what's going on? I said, no, I'm full, and I'm telling you, you need to pray and trust in the Lord. I said, especially when it comes to these men. Oh, I haven't talked to anybody in like a couple of weeks, blah, blah, blah. And I said, it's none of my business. I just need you to understand that you need to pray and trust in God. Now, this is somebody I've been friends with for like 14 years. Do you know I haven't heard from her since I said that? And I've reached out and I've been ignored. And it's like, I guess because I wasn't my usual, girl, you nice, you pretty, you this. And it's like, but I've been telling you this for 10 years. Uh And all I have for you at this current time is pray and trust in the Lord. Sometimes you just don't have anything to say to people because that's not where you've been led. Does that make sense? Yeah, it is. <laughs> but you just you just talked about that people pleasing thing again. Yeah, yeah. So your 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 language has changed. Your communication yep. with them has changed, and it's not that doting type of thing that they are accustomed to receiving from you. But then that's okay. And I, I will say that's part of us growing too, that sometimes the things that are said to us are done to us by people that we acquire relationships with. I mm-hmm. won't lie and say that it doesn't hurt or it doesn't yeah. affect us because it does. But we have to remember because we're in the flesh, it will. Yes. But that's how come that's that's how come and why and when we need to, you know, stretch our hand to God even more so. Yes. Because for yes. whatever, you know, and allow God to do what he needs to do in this space. Because, you know, they separate. We're going to be separated. They separate yeah. the wheat from the tear. They do. Yeah, yeah. And does it sort of, you know, that emotional thing that Sam was talking about in the reading today or all week, does that, you know, does it have an emotional residual effect? It does Mm -hmm. because Mm -hmm. we're we're flesh. Yes. So we feel things. Yeah. But that's how come we have to seek, you know, uh, God spiritually, that our spirit becomes strong and those things do not have a negative effect on us. Um, as it once did, yes, or previously did, so you know, yeah, yes, yes. I mean, and and I understand. I and I haven't said anything, but I had a girlfriend that I, someone that I knew when I was living in California from, I guess, about fourteen. She called me last week simply because first she looked on Facebook and she saw 
that um, my college roommate passed away in March, which she knew. Mm-hmm. But her first thing was just, you know, she IM'd me to tell me that she was shocked that, you know, Marie had passed and she didn't know anything about it. And, you know, she saw it on uh, Facebook and she um, gave me her number, asked me to call her. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, I can say we had a relationship. She was one of, to me, uh, one of those difficult type of people that a lot of people did not want to communicate with. But mm-hmm. I called myself um, showing myself friendly to right. her. When I got married, I would call her, you know, keep in touch for her birthday, call her, say happy birthday, send cards, that type of stuff. Did it for years. And none of it was ever reciprocated. Gotcha. And so at some point in time, I just, didn't anymore. Mm-hmm. And so we have not talked in about probably anywhere between eight to ten years. And so okay. that communication from her was the first in eight to ten years. Okay. And so it took me three days to call her. I did. We talked. We just caught up with a lot of different things. Two days later, I get the mo- a four-minute long voicemail of how first she congratulated me on different things that she found out on Facebook that has happened in my life, which I don't, I'm not a poster. My kids typically post. Mm -hmm. So, you know, the fact that I've gone back to school and all this type of stuff. So she first decided that she would congratulate me on that. But then she went in to say how disappointed she was that she had to find out on Facebook that I never called her to tell her that these things happened in my life because she knew me before most of the people that commented on Facebook knew me. Wow. And she even was, she, she gave an extensive message that my voicemail cut her off. Oh, my. Simple question. And the interesting thing is, though I showed myself friendly to her for years through the birth of her child, a lot of things, mm-hmm. she never reciprocated that. And because of that, you know, life took its course, and we did right. not, we had not communicated. I right. had no hard feelings about it. I just saw it to be a part of life that happened. But right. she's very upset that these transitions in my life have taken place, even with my children graduating from high school and college, that she was not even made aware of it and that I didn't take the time to call her, but I felt that she would find out on Facebook and that that was suitable because she's not a Facebook type of person. She doesn't really go on there. She doesn't post. And the whole thing is, if she really knew me, she would notice everything on there. I never even posted myself. Wow. Or look at the core to realize yeah. that she has not even communicated with me in all these years. And so, you know, I laughed about the message when I um, actually listened to it, and I found the time to call her and just, you know, you're okay to feel how you feel. God has so much on my plate right now. I I go back to what I just said. Some plant, some water, God provides the increase. So either yeah. I'm a plant or water, depending on whatever God told me to do, and I got to keep moving. Right, right. 
Right. And I, I can't had, I oh. can't please and appease people. I'm just hell, I'm t- I'm still trying to make sure even though I have a thirty one year old child, I'm still trying to make sure I offer guidance to my children to make sure That's that right. they are productive people in society. And I, I just can't. And I totally get it. And it's funny how I've I've had a few of those too. And Lisa and I talked about one a while back. As long as I'm doing the calling and the texting and this and that, we're good. But when I pull back and recognize I'm not going to keep doing this, if we don't talk, we don't talk unless I reach out. And and like you said, you have to step back and let nature take its course. And I, I don't know, I tell you, Erica. And, and, but I like and, I like what God is doing in my life. I can tell you that even with the singing, I like what He's doing. And Amen. And so you you surmised it very well. Yes. You if you it is your life, and you have to give account for yourself. Yep. Also, you have to give account for that those things <laughs> and deeds and things that you say to other people. Yep. But if you are pleased with where God is directing you, then that's who you give adherence to. Yes. Yes, ma'am. Uh, question. Sure. Okay. Your friend that wants to sound like she's doing like a mental bullying. Why she feel like she has so much power over you where you have to come and tell her every little thing that happens in your life? Well, I can honestly tell you, um, I don't know if it's mental bullying or not. I didn't even have, I. it is not of importance for me to even process on that level. Okay. Now, I, I, I'm I'm at this place in my life that I'm not. That's all it is. And and I that's the best that I can offer in regard to that. Okay. Now for what you've done, you're showing that you're being more God focused than you are being people focused. Mm-hmm. And with that She's getting mad because it was something she saw within you where she thought that she could have power over you. Well, I, I I would take a little different route. I may agree with you partially there, but I think it's more than any more than anything else that she's mad with herself. Okay, and that's and she's just trying to deflect those things externally because oftentimes those things we have issues with are things that we really still have some personal type of attachments to. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And I agree with that. And, and then so like, that clearly is a personal attachment for hers because for her, it is clearly something I've already released. Uh-huh. So you're showing that you're more God-focused than you are uh, people-focused. And she may not even be 
she may not be even be aware of it herself, but the um, little entity that's inside of her is kicking up because this is something that she got used to. You know, and even like when, um, you know, we go out, we do things to people, it's putting our hearts to go out and help and this, that, and the other, but the very people that we help, they're not the ones that's coming back to treat us the same way as we treated them. You better say it. But that's okay, because, see, we didn't follow the instructions of the Holy Spirit on uplifting them. Now, how they choose and their will of how to perceive it and treat it, that's on them. It's not on us. And, you know, we have this thing in us in a car for tip to pay. No. Either payback, and you know it it, it it tweaks our feelings to the point of well yeah well, I remember when so and so did this to me so now I'm gonna go do it to somebody else but the bottom line is this it wasn't right when somebody did it to them and it's not right for them to pass that on to somebody else. Mm-hmm. This is what we've gotten to a this is what we've gotten into the rotation of. On, 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 you know, really unknowingly doing. I had talked to one person um, at a place where I used to work at, and uh, I call it bum rush talking. Somebody will ask you a question before you can answer. They are already over to the next conversation. But if you ever stop to ask them, what did you say? They're at a loss because you know that they was just talking. They weren't talking to listen. They were just talking to talk. And when I seen this guy, he kept doing it, so I just shut up. I just shut down. And then he was like, what's wrong? I said, are you finished talking? He said, yeah. I said, okay, as long as you're sitting here talking at me, you never let me get a word in inch one give you my answer. They say people when they do that. I said, okay, well, I'm letting it, I'm bringing it to you right now that you're doing the same thing. I said, now you want me to listen to you, but you don't want to listen to what I have to say to give you a little better insight. I said, now, if you want to have one big conversation, I said, you be in the middle of the floor talking to yourself. But I can't hold, let you hold hostage in a one-way conversation. But that that's why that's, you know, like the reading um, mentioned today, that's how come, you know, um, God needs us to be broken. Because when we do not have the willingness to hear him, he leads us to our own recognizance. Mm-hmm. And, you know, experience more often than not is the best teacher out there. So allowing us to, you know, be broken is probably the best thing for us because we want to be hard-headed. So the fact that God allow us to be broken so that we get to a point that we shut down and nothing else is important enough for us to speak and call out to 
that we have to shut ourselves down so we can hear God. That's that's all He's been telling us the entire time is just hear Him. So unfortunately, um, it it may be difficult to just even um, imagine that that's what we have to do, but oftentimes it's necessary. Oh, I'm still busy sure. by in the background. Huh? Okay, she's a busy body in the background. Yes, she is. Hey, everyone. It's been a very um, informative experience. Is Vanessa still on? Yes. Yes, Lord. Um, wow. You know, it's, it's funny because so much of the things, so many, excuse me, of the things that I've been listening to you guys talk about, some of it is even in the book that I'm Finishing up, by the way, my book ebook will be available uh, by Monday. Amen. Um, Amen. Be in prayer with me for focus, y'all. Be in prayer with me for focus because y'all know my focus ain't right sometimes, Jesus. So, you know, be, be, be on one accord with the sister for that. Um, but it's something that uh, was just said about, well, so many great things were said, so many great points were touched upon. But about, you know, the, the, the karma thing and the, you know, the get back and I got to do this to you and, you know, how people um, don't do what you do for them. You know what? You want to know what? This is just me and my experience and my journey, and that's worth about a half of a, you know, ducat. But I one of the things that I write about in the book is only 15, you know, pages, so it's not really long read, but one of the things that I talk about is how we get so caught up, un, unbeknownst to us now, unbeknownst to us, we get so caught up in in other people and what they think about and how they think and, mm-hmm. how, you know, it's like, it's it's a freaking, it's a, it's a web, it's a huge, huge web because, yeah, you know, we have the God aspect in the spirit, and we understand all that, but then, you know, we're talking about humanity and human emotions, too, and we have to remember that most people are emotional blood suckers. Most people, like drama, they, nobody wants to admit it. See, y'all know I always come with the real. Y'all, I'm just like y'all bad little sister. I'm emotional vampires. Say bye. I'm gonna come and tell what it what it really is out here in the street. Look, like I know anything about being in the street, but you know, because we have to be honest about stuff if we're going to deal with it. And most people like drama. Why? Because most people are unfulfilled. That loving the drama, being in the web, being bit. Oops, I almost cussed. You know what word I was about to use? Um, yep you know, irritated and mad, all of that stuff is busy work. It's like giving kids worksheets. You know, how pissed would you be if you found out 
that a teacher spent a whole year giving your kid worksheets and one teaching them in school every day. You know, you'll be mad because you don't learn like that. But it's like busy work. Most people are unfulfilled in their lives and don't really have a clue how to get the joy and the peace and the fulfillment and the happiness and all that stuff that they really want. And so we create all this extra stuff, you know, and then we get caught up in it. And it's like I said, like a big old spider web, and we, we don't know how to get out of that web. And so all that, you know, I'm going to do this thing, do it to you, and, you know, um, you know, even, you know, folks like what you were saying, Erica, like your friend calls you with all that drama and, you know, all of this stuff. Anybody who really is moving forward in what they're supposed to be moving forward in is don't have time to be caught up in all that stuff. Mm-hmm. And see, that's, that's why I wrote a whole section in my book about changing your atmosphere. See, at a certain point, it's our fault if we keep being meted and greeted with that garbage. Because after the first time, all right, maybe we didn't know. Second time, okay, you know, maybe it's something going on. But after that, we know who we're dealing with. Nobody, you know, none of us are, are 15, 10 years old. You know, we know, and so if we continue to interact and engage and interact and engage, no matter what real, you know, no matter what the reason it is that we say we're doing it, it's because... We got some things that we have to deal with because we keep inviting and entertaining that mess. And so that's just something that that I've learned with myself is that, I mean, how many times, seriously, y'all, how many times have you known, like, you, you're on the phone with someone, right, or you go visit them or whatever the case may be, and after that interaction, you're like, I never – Never calling that person again. They ain't never got nothing but drama going on. And every time I talk to them, I feel this way or that. They always angry. They always. And next thing you know, as soon as you bored, as soon as you got, you know, whatever's going on, what you do? You pick up that phone and call that same joker you said you weren't gonna never talk to again, or at least that you were going to cut, you know, cut the amount of time that you spend in interaction. So it's this, it's this dance that we do. It's this thing that we do, but people never want to admit that they do it. And so that's where, you know, the God thing really has to come in because once we really see ourselves the way God sees us and we really begin to walk that road for real, for real, we're going to engage that mess. We just not because our spirits ain't going to have it. And so, you know, that can be a barometer that can tell us where we, you know, well, one of them, one of them, they can tell us where we truly are spiritually, too, is what we keep going back to. Amen. Uh huh. What's your name? Oh. So that's what, um, that's my. You know, so that's what, you know, that's just what I was thinking of when you guys were, you know, were talking. It's, it's a, it's, it's, it's a lot of, you know, all of this stuff is real interesting. No. 
So I don't really know. I hope that that was somehow relevant, as you know, on some level. <laughs> it was very, it was very relevant, uh, Lisa, and um, I can honestly say I've been a repeat offender of that yeah, because me too. the same person. Um, I eventually at one point said, you're wearing me out. Um, We can talk about anything but your men. I really told her that, and we didn't for a couple of years, and somehow I got roped right back into it. Well, not somehow. I let myself. I did that. Mm -hmm. You know, so I get it. You're right. It's like, what does it say in Proverbs? It's like a dog revisiting his vomit. Mm Mm-hmm. Dysfunction, dysfunction for some reason, I don't know why, but dysfunction is hard to walk away for, and we get so comfortable in dysfunction. Because game recognize game? Yeah. Because whatever we are is what we're going to, is what's going to attach to us. You know what I figured out, uh, Ness, Mm -hmm. is whatever we are, Whatever we are, everybody everybody has a high vibration and everybody has a low vibration. Mm-hmm. You know, everybody has some really positive, great things about them, and then everybody got some stuff that, you know, we might not want to, you know, say it's so great. We got some things, some work we need to do in some areas. Yes. You know, and so when we meet people and we interact with those people, you know, depending upon where we are at that season, in that season, at that stage, if we're in the high place, it's going to latch on to the high place in the other person because that's what's being given off. But if you're in the low place, depressed, angry, bitter, frustrated, stressed out, you know, the list can go on and on, it's going to, it's going to try to attach to that same vibration in, in other people. That's why we talk about guarding our atmosphere against that so much. So a lot of it, you know, you can't, you attract that which you are in that moment. So if we're if we're latching on to, you know, the dysfunction, it's because we have a dysfunctional spirit that is seeking to be fed by that. It's it's the it's the comfort, it's the familiar. Mm-hmm. You know, come on, let's let's wade in this cesspool together type stuff. You know, if I feel if I'm irritated and angry and stuff and I call somebody and they like, Hey you know, let's and they don't think like that, be positive. Part of you is like, you know, yeah, you know they're right to be positive, but the other part is like, damn it, I wanna be mad. You know what I'm saying? It's 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 the things that we do as human beings that sometimes we don't want to be honest about and be and and own that stuff, but it's what we do. You know, when somebody is irritated and and they're in a certain place, no one wants to admit it. But sometimes, sometimes they don't really want to hear about your happiness and your good news. You know what I'm saying? That's right. And I'm just at a stage in my life, honey. I let me tell you something. God told me yesterday, first. I didn't even go to work. My head was spinning. I was so sick. It's, he said, purge. He said it to me again this morning, right, squeezing in my ear, purge. 
change your atmosphere. The only, I have been meant, I have to be truthful, and I have to tell the whole truth about the way this thing called life really is working. I have to. I can't, I can't play games. I grew up in a house where it was a lot of damn pretending going on. You know, the perfect family, the perfect, you know, church, uh, and it wasn't nowhere near that. And when we walk in that, what I call the fake and the fraud, not even because we want to be a fake and a fraud, but we've been a fake and a fraud. When we walk in that, it, ca- it, it causes you and it forces you to be disingenuous and it forces you to not deal with and face truth so that healing and forward movement can occur. Is it easy? No. No. But it's something that has to be done if elevation on any level is to take place. No, and that's one thing that I appreciate about you is that you always you always just say what it is. Look, I do this, I do this, I do this. I know why I do this, because of this and this, this and this. I love that because and Erica's the same way, because it makes me it makes me feel comfortable in my transparency. Like I ain't gotta pretend. You know I have I, I'm sorry, go ahead, baby. No, I'm sensual. I have dealt with all of the self-righteousness, the judgmental people. The I've been one of those, and it's like, you know what? You can only hide behind stuff so often because at some point your true nature is going to come out. I'm too old to be faking the fact. Right. Lord, you know, Lord have mercy. Mm-hmm. And I'm trying to grow and get to the next level of what it is God is trying to show me or how he's mm-hmm. trying to use me which means I got to constantly look at the woman in the mirror. Aye, aye, aye. Mm. And and I have to. And Mm. not to harp on my friend, but I've said that to her. Why do you refuse to have a long time? Is it because you're afraid of what you're going to really see or find out about yourself? Mm. Because I've had, Mm. when my husband died, I had to look at a whole bunch of stuff in myself. Mm-hmm. Because I was alone and I had the time to do it. I didn't have all the busy stuff that I was being sidetracked with. That's a big, big scheme of self. Let's keep busy so you don't recognize your true self and your true worth and what God is trying to do in your life. Let's just keep you busy, busy with a bunch of buffoonery. Mm-hmm. Oh. Mm. Yep. No time. I'm telling you, man. My um you know, I told Sam yesterday, my good friend, she's been on she used to call on the line, she died yesterday. She passed away last night and she was only fifty two. She's like fifty two, fifty three. And it, it just in that moment, I'm when I'm telling you the whole course of my life changed in that moment, God was like, Oh, okay, hit hitting a little closer home, huh? What See, that hasn't she was she um had a stroke and she was in the hospital. She had been ill before, but um, she had a stroke and she wouldn't stop smoking and she passed away. She just passed away. And she has a 21-year-old daughter and a 15-year-old who now don't have a mama. And I, I'm, when I'm, when I'm, listen, 
when I tell you I am not the same person, it's I went through my phone. I got three phones. I went through the first phone this morning. Click them, click them, put full inventory. I'm talking about full inventory. There will be the purge. Y'all think y'all y'all saw that movie, The Purge? This yeah. is the real purge. This is the real purge. What each individual person, it's like an application. What do you add to my life? Do you mm-hmm. add to or do you detract from? What is your spirit like? How do I feel after I'm done talking to you? It ain't that I'm all of that. I don't care. I mean, I ain't the, but hey, and anybody could do it to me if I don't fit. You know, delete, delete, control, alt, delete, just like on a computer, because there is no time for games. This is the time now while we have God's graver, graver, grace, favor, and mercy for some more time added onto our clock, like that movie End Time with Justin Timberlake. Yeah. See, that's a that's a gift. That's a gift, and I'm not squandering my gift no more. So, like the people that y'all been talking about today, mm-mm. Mm-mm, no time. Whatever it is that I'm supposed to do, it ain't no whatever because I know what it is. I have to do that. And I will not be a pawn in nobody's games no more. Mm-hmm. I'm not accepting anything less than what I know that I am. I'm not settling for anything else. I ain't doing none of that. Whatever it is that's real in my universe is what's going to be real, unapologetically so. And that's, that's what God will do. Something will happen. He'll if he don't get your attention in, in in a subtle way, then he will drop a nuclear bomb. And like now, are you listening? That got my attention because I was fifty-two Wednesday. That got my attention. Oh, oh, happy belated, sis. Thank you, but that happy got belated. my attention. So yes, yeah, I be- baby. I saw. I was like, whoa! It just I saw. Oh my God! Yep. This, and he'll yeah. and see. Let me tell you what he'll do. He'll set the bomb off way far away, so you can just kind of wait. I think I heard something. You might mm-hmm. hear a little something. something. Mm-hmm. If he don't get you, he'll drop them closer and closer until that stuff is right in your backyard, and you end mm-hmm. up missing some limbs. And so, how close that bomb has to drop is totally up to you, because he gonna drop them. Amen. Amen. It's real y'all, out here. Look, y'all amazing women have just blown my mind today and it was stuff for the heart, stuff food for thought. It was it was stuff for food for the soul. Oh my God. Now I'm back at my desk though, so I got some ear <laughs> I can't deal with the ear. Love it. That is my term right there. I love it. Okay. <laughs> so let me get off because 'cause I'm on my cell phone too. Keep the faith, ladies. You got it, baby. You too. All right. Bye-bye. Have a good one. Did you all do prayer requests yet? I don't even know why I came in. Uh, Did you all do prayer requests? Yeah, for people. Hmm? That's a people. Okay. Well, who's still here? Erica, Sam, y'all still, are you all on the line? Okay, Erica was on the line, me. Um, I'm still here. Oh, okay. 
She's not. Oh, see here. Oh, okay. <laughs> Hell mm. now, that is. Oh, okay. Close. I'm still here too. I was just on mute. Oh, oh. Oh, okay. Well, all right. Amen. Who else, Chris? Who wants prayer? Huh? Who wants prayer? Me. Uh, you, Renee? <laughs> Renee, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Continue to grow in her life. Continue to speak to her heart. Continue to move her in the direction that you want her to go. Let your anointing increase. Let your anointing direct her steps, Father. Let your word enlarge as you speak to her. Bless, anoint all things that you desire to do, Lord, in her heart and in her life. Shift her towards you in a greater way, Father. Help her, Holy Spirit. Help her to become the fullness of who you desire her to be, Lord. For she is seeking you. We give you the praise and the glory in your holy name of the Son. Amen, amen, and amen. Amen. All right, who's next? I'll go. Alisa? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, let me pray for legacy. <laughs> and there is one. What did you say? Can I you one? Okay, you ready? Mm-hmm. All right. Oh, Father God, let me pray for new legacy. We praise thy name. We glorify you, Lord. We glorify you, Father. We seek your face, Father. Holy Spirit, enter in, and In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. And now let me first listen. Okay. 
There are some things that you need to do quickly. There are some things that you need to inch your way into. The Holy Spirit will set the pace. He will show you that which you need to do quickly. He will show you that which you need to take your time to carefully discern so you can listen and be guided by him. Seek him regarding everything, even in the details, for the details are very, very important. The details are what's going to make the major difference. So don't just gloss over the details. Take your time. Take your time. Take your time. And as you do such and as you allow him to speak to you and through you, you will see an increase and a turnaround in every aspect of your life. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Hello. Hello, Sam. Yep. This is Barbara. Hey, Bob, how you doing? Hi, I just came in. (laughs) Okay. Uh, Yeah, I was calling for prayer. No problem, my dear. I guess you got a good time. (laughs) (laughs) You see how things going with you? Good. That's good. Just, good. Uh, just, uh, my thing is right now is financial breakthrough, me back. And, okay. Uh, and and uh, also, you know, uh, I just need that assurance in my spirit about the the uh, cancer diagnosis I had. Okay. You know, I just wanted you know to be gone. I, you know, I have follow-up appointments with doctors and whatnot, but I, you know, I just my general health. I just, I just put that on okay. the altar. No problem. No problem. Are right, you ready? Yeah. Okay. Father God, I'm praying for Barbara. Okay, we're going to separate. First, we're going to talk about the financial aspect, Father. <laughs> Direct her steps regarding her finances, Lord. Give her the wisdom that is needed so she can guide herself along the pathway that you have ordained for her to walk. Give her increase where increase is needed and cutting back and cutting away where things need to be trimmed at, Lord. Help her to hear your voice as you speak to her regarding the area of finances, Father, so she can walk and be a blessed and prosperous woman. Mm-hmm. Father God, regarding her health, continue just to confess and stand sure in what God's showing you and speaks to you. Continue to confess and let his word guide you. You are a woman of God. You are blessed. You are healed. You are anointed. You tell yourself that, and you tell the enemy who's trying to tell you otherwise. Whose message will you believe? Whose report will you believe? Well, you you were healed by the 39 stripes on Jesus' back. By his blood, he's cleansed you. Walk in that. Don't let the enemy trick you and to pull you into desperation. Don't let the enemy trick you and get you upset and mad. Don't let the enemy trick you. You continue to speak over your life. 
That mm-hmm. which God has called you to do. You are blessed. You are healed. You are anointed because Jesus paid the price, not what you did. He yeah. paid the price. You walk in what he has given you. It's grace and mercy. He's given it to you, child of God. Now you walk in it. Praise God. Amen. Thank you. Right no on. problem. No problem. Yeah. <laughs> All right, who's next? I am, I am. Is that Fanny Marie? Yes, it is. Oh, Fanny Marie. That's what I thought with you. Live, live, live. That's a good thing. I'll be back, Kay, all right? Yeah, live all over you, dog. <laughs> okay. Are right, you ready? Yes. Yeah. All right. Run the position of 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 the position Okay, so check this out. Can you hear me? Somebody got a lot of noise. I don't know who that is. Yes, I can hear you. Okay. Is that you with the noise? No, that's not me. It might be my fan. Oh, you and your Bluetooth. Okay. Yeah. Wait, wait, hold on. Tell me if this works. Yeah, it's good. Hi, yes, Annie. Yes, I am. Okay. So this is the thing. You are entering in an interesting period. I mean, it's okay. It's a lot of familiarity, but it's also a lot of newness. And what I see is what is available to you. Hmm. Gifts, fruits, and strength. So this is the thing. When you come into this new thing or this new area or arena, don't say, I can't do it, I ain't ready. Just stop and say, okay, Lord, first of all, is this what you want me to do? Then when he begins to confirm, yes, then you seek him regarding who, what, how, when, where, and why. So, in other words, when something new confronts you, where you would say, "I'm not ready. I don't have. I don't. I can't." You stop because if He has called you to it, He will give you the provision. And see, the thing about it is, you got to walk past your first sense of, "I can't. I'm not ready. I need. I don't have." I mean, I want you to reflect upon me. Going to my building with fifty dollars in my pocket, looking at these twenty five thousand dollars and this over here and that fifty but that's all I got in my pocket. But I kept going to my building. 
I want you to reflect on when I had gotten down to one tenant, but I still kept going. I still kept fighting. You you have it within you. Mm, wow, you know what? I don't know if you looked at that video with Ray Lewis, but he talked about pain and the warrior within. You have it, but you got to access it, and you got to walk it out. Don't let your mindset defeat you. Because when you look at it from your perspective, yeah, you're not qualified, you ain't ready, you're lacking. But when you look at it through the eyes of God, now, oh, you know what, I'm going to pray for your life, woman of God. That's exactly right there, Father. That you will be like Alicia's servant, who when he looked out the window, and he saw the, saw the enemy that was surrounding him, but Alicia said, I need you to go look again. And the second time, he saw the armies of God surrounding that enemy. So that's my prayer for you, woman of God, that you see as God sees, that you see it from his perspective. And see, when you do that, that will enable you to tap into the strength, gifts, talents, and abilities that are there for you so you can rise to the occasion. And that is my prayer. In Jesus' name, amen. Amen. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hey, Sam. Hey, Cheryl. How you doing? I just thought I'd try to get on. I didn't know that you'd still be on. I tried. Now, you guys, uh, come on. Yeah, yeah, I've been off and on all day. I had some business I'd take care of. So I've been off and on all day. <laughs> cool. I'm really excited. Louie Louis and I are just enjoying each other so much. I mean, um, every night he prays in tongues over me and, and blesses me, and sometimes I get attacked at night. I, I just love this man of God. I do. Uh, he's been praying for strength and courage and, and just uh, well-being about me. And last night there were like three demons behind me. I mean, they were huge. And I said, thank you, Jesus. Praise your name, Holy Spirit. Hallelujah, God. I love you, Lord. And I says, I just plead the blood of Jesus over me right now. And immediately they were gone. They could not handle the atmosphere. They knew that I knew what I was, you know, that I was going to worship God no matter what I saw. And the other night there was what I thought an animal in my room. And I thought I heard some rustling. And Louis said, no, it's outside the house. It, it, it always sounds like it's in the room. And I I said, God, I don't care. If it's in the house and it bites me and I die, I don't care. I'm going to go to heaven and see Jesus. And immediately the fear dropped off of me. I'm like, oh, this is so cool. Because God is just, he's imparting to me courage and strength. And he commands us to be strong and courageous. He doesn't say, well, just be weak and tired and bellyache. He says, be strong and courageous. Even in Ephesians 6, stand strong, you know. Stand strong. Be strong. Don't let it hit you and think you got nothing. We got, we got, we got something that we can be grateful for, you know. And I, I just think, you know, the more Louie and I pray for each other, the more more empowerment we we're getting. And I, I just, I so much appreciate that man of God. So, yeah. Amen. Amen. Yep. 
blessings will follow. If you look back at the past, you will stay stuck, and you cannot move ahead. You must release that and let him transform and change you into that which he wants you to be. In Jesus' name I pray. Amen. Amen. Uh, who else? Let me pray for my list while I'm thinking about it. Pray for Brandon, you're a grumble, scared to go run, did it go fish, you go son, run the code to the go son, shakara. Cow, run the go to the get 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 to the Iris Daniels, go run the go station to go run the Casarada, go run the go station to Casa, Sakara. Gentlemen call, run the grand 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 Hotelaga, Sakara. Jesus name I pray, man. Oh boy. Alright, who else wants prayer? Who else wants prayer going twice? Who else wants prayer going three times? <laughs> All righty, somebody pray for me and we out of here. I'll pray for you, Sam. Okay, no, sounds good. Heavenly Father, we thank you as we depart today, Lord God. We thank you for the things that Sam has uh, prayed for us for, God. We thank you for his love and his devotion to you, God. We thank you, God, that you're moving in his life abundantly each and every day, God, and that you're imparting unto him that which he needs, Lord God. God, I ask that you uh, restore to him that which he's given out today, God, in full measure, God, 100%, God, and that you will continue to bless him and give him the words to speak, the heart to know, and the ears to hear, God, and the eyes to see, God, that which you have for him each and every day, God. And, God, we thank you for the path you've already paid them on that protects him and guides him and leads him. We thank you, God, that your anointing is upon that man of God and that he loves you sincerely with his whole heart, God, and that he serves you. God, I ask, Lord God, for peace in his spirit, Lord God. I ask for joy unspeakable and full of glory. I ask for the fruit of the Holy Spirit to manifest through him today and the word to manifest through him today, God. We thank you for each and every day that we get on the line with Sam that you will continue to anoint him, continue to use him, and continue to give him an obedient heart, Lord God, a double portion of obedience, God, but not in 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 retrospect, God, but in 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 the facts that uh, you love him dearly, Lord, 
and that you will not take him anywhere that he cannot handle, that you won't give him a way of escape. We thank you for your word of truth, so rightly divided. It says in 2 Timothy 2.15, to study to show ourselves approved. God, he does that. He loves you. He's not ashamed of you. And you guide his path each and every day because he acknowledges you. We thank you for that, God. In Jesus' holy name, amen. Amen. Anybody there? Okie dokie, Smokies. Well, I'm going to say au revoir and amen. Amen, Sam. Thanks, Jay. I appreciate your prayer. Welcome. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.
Mama, can I unmute the TV? Mom, can I unmute?
With lucky landslots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.